With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Hey kids, it's Danny Tamborelli, also known as Little Pete from the Adventures of Pete and Pete. And this is Michael C. Morona, a.k.a. Big Pete from the same show. And uh, my name is Jeremy. I produce this podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Mike, on the Last Podcast Network. Hey, JB, can you tell them what it's all about? The Adventures of Danny and Mike is a weekly podcast with equal parts of nostalgia, comedy, and surprises. That's right. So check us out on The Last Podcast Network. The Last Podcast, podcast Network. Network. side people ed larson here and i'm here to talk to you about what's going on in the world of ed uh, and then we will get to our smart girls episode with miss amber nelson and paula v gunalan but here's what's going down you know we do these diaries episodes sometimes and uh we were going to do one today but really i just wanted to talk to you about something near and personal to me and it is this jason signs benefit that we're putting on it's three cities it's going to be in new york la and dc all and then new york and la is going to be on april fool's day april 1st la at the region theater and nyc at arlene's grocery and then dc is going to be on the third now these shows are stacked okay we got some good ass lineups here la me henry and jackie are hosting the whole damn thing which is going to be incredible you got the three of us on stage the whole time and then we got rory scoville jermaine fowler shashir zameda jeff ross the roast master general you fucking got it adam conover naomi ekerbergen hope i got that right nick turner adam newman mara heron onassis comedy jason signs Sketch Comedy Group coming out. Grant Gordon, Eddie Dillaseep, Amber Nelson of the Brighter Side will be there. Aaron McNown, Jared Logan, Kara Clank, Nick Faderot. This show is going to be nuts. And New York is going to be just as crazy. The things hosted by Anthony DeVito and Greg Stone of the Rad Dude cast. Onassis Comedy. Melissa Bill Asenor and Ben Kissel and Holden McNeely will be on stage together. That's right, at Arlene's Grocery of 4 1. 
You got to go check it out. Chris Gethard, Selena Kopic, Chelsea White, The Reformed Whores, Sean Patton, Jordan Temple, Rami Youssef, Dan St. Germain, Allison Levy, Noah Garden Schwartz, Aparna. We got a, a Rojo Perez, Travis Irvine, Julia Johns. And then in D.C., is going to be Brick Penguin. It's going to be doing some sketch. The whole thing's hosted by Pete Bergen and Mikhail Johnson. And they're going to be doing iMusical, and they're going to be, which is a musical improv that Jason used to do in DC and the old groups getting back together and they're doing a big show. And then it's kind of like an ass cat thing where they have a stand up, do some storytelling, and then they improv off of that. And John F. O'Donnell, J. Fudd's coming through to be that man. It's going to be nuts. This is all right. So basically what's going on here is Jason's not doing too hot, you know, and we got to raise some money for him. Uh, He needs an uncountable amount of money. We had the GoFundMe set at 300 grand, but it's not, I mean, it doesn't even matter. I mean, he's dealing with this. This is a rest of his life type of deal that's going on. He did not have insurance when he fell and he is right now. He can't walk. And we're hoping he will again, but we don't know what's going on. And so we're doing this benefit so he can stay in rehab and out of work for the year and really just buckle down and get back to having a normal life. Um, it's been a crazy year. You know, a lot, you know, we lost William Stevenson, of course, Bird Luger, um, Brody Stevens, and, and another comic who luckily for me, <laughs> I sound like a piece of shit right now, uh, but I didn't know him, but another comic died in uh, New York City uh, last week. And it is just a scary time for comedians right now. And the way I look at it is Jason's the one that's still alive and we have to take care of him. We need some good news. And he is going to be my focus. I'm going I'm making April save a comedian month. We're starting on the 1st and we're going to do events and everything all month and and this thing is going to be huge. It's a big theater, all right? I got I I rent it in LA. I got the Region Theater on 448 South Main Street. That's downtown LA. Listen, I, I got a big theater here. I need to fill this thing up. 675 seats. All right. We got, we've sold like 200 already. So it's going, it's moving. I got a, I got a real good feeling we're selling out, but we got to do it. And not just that, we're going to have raffle prizes there. And New York's going to have raffle prizes. We're giving away tickets to SNL in New York. We're giving away tickets to, to all kinds of TV shows in LA. Um, we got signed books. We got signed everything. Every it's it's gonna be. We got a, an Airbnb getaway. It's that we're giving away. It's nuts. So please, you gotta come out support. We're saving our buddy signs. I know you love him. If you're listening to this show, we've had him on a couple times. He's been on Roundtable a bunch of times. You know who he is. He's made you laugh. Just anything. We don't. Uh, I don't do a Patreon for this show. I don't do anything like that. We sell ads, but we need to save Jason. We got to help him out. He had no insurance when he fell. He fell on December 5th, and he broke his back. And his insurance that from his brand-new cool-ass job didn't start until January 1st. And so he is on the hook for 
way more money than we're asking for. So please, if you can't go, you can go to his GoFundMe. That's GoFundMe.com slash Jason uh, Signs Recovery Fund, a.k.a. Signs Spines. Uh, you can find it, Jason Signs, S-A-E-N-Z. That's how you spell that, Signs. So please give everything you can to this man, uh, anything at all. We're, we're working on it. This is Save a Comedian Month. Uh, it's been such a hard year, and he is our friend that's still around. Uh, I hate to put it so darkly, but I love him with all my heart, and we're going to get him better. I'm fucking not losing another dude on my watch. I'm fucking sick of this shit. Um, Also, uh, you know, I'm very excited to have Amber on the show, and I can't wait to host a show with Henry and Jackie again. That's going to be so much fun. We're going to be singing along with Adam Newman. Uh, This L.A. show is going to be fire. We got more names coming through that I can't mention yet because they haven't confirmed, but they're coming. And it's going to be real big, guys. I can't stress it enough. Enjoy your life. And you got to take care of others. You make it. Some people are coming out and they're making it their birthday party. Uh, They're bringing everyone there. If your birthday is within five months, make it your fucking birthday party and bring a bunch of people there. And let's just celebrate somebody else on a day that you usually celebrate yourself. He needs it, guys. We love you. This is the brighter side. Be good to yourself. Be good to Jason Signs. And uh, I don't know. Be nice to each other. And now, without further ado, Amber, take it away. Hello, beautiful, wonderful angels, and welcome to another episode of The Brighter Side. Yes! And today, our topic is smart girls. Smart girls. Ooh, you're so smart. Two plus two is four, bitch. That's right. Um, okay, so I'm a big dum-dum, but we got a smart person on here for us, very smart girl, um, Pallavi, and you are a, uh, USC, wait, USC, I'm so- PhD student in biomedical engineering. Oh my God, this is hard for me to even say. How do you do it in real life? I'm not good at it. (laughs) I just do it. I'm just there and I do it. I just imagine like a professor. It's like that movie where the guy with the drummers is like, okay, take it again. You know? Over and over again. Over and over and over again. It's mostly like he's in his office and I'm in the office space next to him. And then he walks by and then I feel really bad. I haven't gotten enough work done. Like that's, (laughs) that's the dynamic right now. Oh my God. But yeah, it's, it's a bio. So just to give them a little background on what biomedical engineering is, um, Biomedical engineering is engineering applied to the healthcare field, so it's like very broad. Um, like it can, you can be working in a lab with cells or microscopes, or you can be like making machines. Or you know, like uh, I wor- worked on neural probes, which are like electrodes you insert into your brain to make prosthetic arms move. I did that for my masters, and before that, I was working with like animals and cells. And now I'm doing computational neuroscience, so I'm like programming a part of. Uh, a hippocamp a part a part of the brain structures uh it's called the hippocampus and it's uh, I'm t- I sound so dumb right now <laughs> and it's, uh, it's it's so it's like a rat hippocampus so a hippocampus is part of uh, your brain that deals with like memory um spatial memory and and stuff and processing uh so we're programming like a computational model so everything's in code and so we're like make we're trying to like code each neuron and see like how they react when different things happen and try to make it as accurate as possible. Wow. I put my cigarettes out last week in a Coke can. 
was like, that's smart. That's fair. It's not going to burn the place up. Yeah. That's, that's engineering. Engineering. <laughs> that sounds so incredible. You've done so much work. And you're also studying for um, computer. Oh, yeah. So when you get when you do your PhD in uh, the science and technology fields, you get paid to do it. But it's like very limited pay for how much work you do. Because mm-hmm. like all the people that give grants to professors like cap how much students are allowed to be paid. Boo. Um, boo. Give us money. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, but simultaneously, you know, like you get to take whatever classes you want. So you take the classes that are required for the department and then you can take other classes you're interested in. And so since my research is computational and I wasn't working in programming before and I want to like catch up and learn more about computer science, I'm trying to follow a computer science master's at the same time, but it's like, I'm just taking one class a semester while doing research so that I, because it's hard to balance and I do comedy, so. <laughs> you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. Thank you for coming down today. Thank you for having I me. I mean, I, I feel like you just like left a robot hanging. Like there was a robot <laughs> cutting into a human being and like, and like get bye. the surgery probes. It's so like, funny. I've done another podcast where the hosts were just yelling at me to quit comedy so I could just go back and be smart and do like smart people <laughs> things. And I was like, but I want to tell dick jokes. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing is you've got to have some like something fun and also smart people laugh and they know how how to make people laugh, which you do. Well, for in college, for me, I was talking to my brother about this because he's also a biomedical engineer, but he's in an MD PhD program. Much he's a much better human than I am. But uh, he <laughs> he um, we were talking about how like art has really affected me. And like in college, when I went to, I went to Caltech for undergrad, and I was doing bioengineering and English. Uh, <laughs> and like what got me through was like Kanye's album and like comedy and just all these other things that like that's what I used during finals week to push me yeah so like art really does affect smart people and it that's what has drawn me to it you know like comedy really got me through a lot of things in college we did all these sketches and you know videos like little skits and stuff and it really like helped like deal with getting work done (laughs) it does the stress and how to get your mind off of it and to play a little bit and I hear like when you apply to be a doctor it's not just you can have amazing grades um but have no art or any extracurricular activities and somebody with a little bit less grades maybe like say they were in a sketch group yeah. And now all of a sudden the medical profession is like, oh, well, you like know humanity, you know how to let yourself loose, and you're not a fucking serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want you to be like more well-rounded. That's what like college applications were. It was like as many extracurriculars as you can get on there for as long as possible. It was crazy, like how much that was required of you to get into these like big schools. Yeah. Were... And you went to USC. Did your parents pay f- f- 500,000 grand to like oh, bribe to get me people? into the PhD program? <laughs> to bribe No, them but in? I do have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Where you say you hate school? It's yeah. It's it's so funny. Um I'm on so I'm I'm at USC right now and so they're sending out emails. USC has been mired in a lot of scandals the last 2 years mm-hmm. like between the like doctor who was like touching the girls, the Whoa. Asian girls he had a fetish for, and then like there was like coaches and stuff that had issues, and that head of the med school had like a meth thing that he was doing, but he was very successful. Oh, um, meth addict was successful. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he was like really good at getting like money for USC, but also was having these like crazy meth parties. But and then like then there's this that. thing, and so they sent out like these emails that were like, "We are technically the victim." We were not involved, so I just keep getting these emails about it from, like, USC. Oh, man. Yeah. 
It was, yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like spam emails. Yeah, well, it's like from the president's office. And they say they're the victim? They seem, I bet they kind of knew. I mean, these people were giving them lots of money, but not I directly no idea. them. I think yeah. it was through it's a like third party. Indivi- I think they, like, yeah, it was like a a company that would help them help their kid get in. And then the company, like the guy paid a bunch of people to like take the test and then paid coaches to like let them in and pretend they were on the team or something. I don't know. It was like very complicated. I was like, just study. Like what? It's <laughs> like, how dumb are you? <laughs> but I feel bad for the kids. Cause apparently they didn't know. Oh, they were just like, I got it on my own merit. Yeah, but how do you not know you're like on a team? But on you a know team? what? I was in high school. I was voted most beautiful of Franklinton High School. Aww. No big deal. But then about two weeks later, my aunt, who's the principal, said, oh, by the way, I rigged it. Why would she say that? Because, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was being uppity that day or whatever. Oh, wow. She had to like push me down again. She just kind of said so it. Mean. That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my mom was like, don't worry, you were close. I was like, okay. <laughs> what does mean? What does it even mean? So your mom was in on it and like knew the numbers and was like. <laughs> I mean, it was a high school of like 20 people. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were some like beautiful Southern girls, that, like hot, ready to, ready to have babies. Wow, Ooh. that's somebody's album title. <laughs> that's like what mu- the music industry is going to be in like 12 years. <laughs> that's what it is now. Yeah, that's true. That's what it is. I mean, Ariana Grande, she's a beautiful voice. I respect her. But like. I don't know. She looks like she's 12. Yeah. She seems, she's got that young lady thing going on. Good for her. Yeah. That's good. Cause then she's like older. It's, you know, you'll be like, you know, you're, what are you, 25? She'd be yeah. like, I'm 92. <laughs> her ponytail's gotten so long, it just wraps around her now. <laughs> Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers don't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. They will take your money and they will take it hard and without you even knowing. When you have to leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I decided to take action. To protect myself from cyber criminals, I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Hide and go seek, criminals. Bet you can't find me in this trash can. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I tell you, one time I was walking, I had my internet on, my Wi-Fi on, and I walked into this ice cream store. It's like a local ice cream store. And I said, nah, this is like a want versus need situation. I only want it. I don't need it. So I left. And maybe 10 minutes later, I get an email saying, thank you for visiting this ice cream shop. So I'm telling you, you leave your Wi-Fi on, these companies will get all your information. 
Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash brighter side. That's expressvpn.com slash brighter side for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash brighter side to learn more. Oh, man. So when you were growing up in school, yeah. as a smart girl, were you in, like, um, regular classes? No. So I was uh, in elementary school. I did, like, regular classes until second grade. And then I remember, like, we had to make these, like, turkeys out of, like, beans, like, just Thanksgiving turkeys. And mine was very color-coordinated in a very specific way to the point where my teacher, like, called pe- other teachers over and was like, something's up here. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, because I was very, like, meticulous about it or something. And then they made me take a test to get into the advanced learning program at another school. And so then third grade on, I was in the advanced learning program um, until high school. But what was weird was like one time I found out that I had taken that test in like kindergarten, but like failed it or something. Really? <laughs> like, I found out in like high school and I was like, I'm an idiot. I've been an idiot this whole time. <laughs> like it totally like undermined me. But um, yeah, so then third grade, I was in the advanced learning program. And then in middle school, I was as well. And then I had to take a test to get into uh, West High School. In U- this is in Utah because I wanted to do the IB program. What's which IB? Is, so there's um, the AP program and the IB program. Um, AP is advanced placement, and it's like you study and you take all these tests, and then you can potentially um, – they're like higher-level classes, and you can like potentially use them as credits to get out of uh, classes in college. Oh, um, And then there's the IB program, which was the International Baccalaureate program, which was initially designed to help military brats uh, kind of have, like, uh, an understanding of, like, where they were in in terms of their schooling. So it was kind of like a standardized thing. Uh, So they could go between schools and, like, high schools, and people would, like, understand, like, what level of learning they had. But then it just became, like, another thing to, like, prove yourself. (laughs) So I was doing AP classes and IB classes. Um, And then all of those classes, like the schools that I wanted to get into, just looked at them as like, oh, you were doing the most you can to get in here. So none of them counted as like credits for like my colleges. So like all my friends that stayed in Utah, went to the University of Utah, got to like use those tests to limit the number of classes they had to take in college. But for me, it was just like to get into Caltech. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Like, yeah, like you, you just take like the highest level math, highest level science, like whatever you can to like show that you like exploited every opportunity academically to like get into these schools and that was just like oh you just got into here and uh, yeah and, and then and then you had to make, take like caltech has its own placement tests if wow. you want to try to test out and like it's already like so many smart people i like did not do well on those placement Jeez. tests i didn't get i did not get out of chem 1a like which is like they have like chem 1a math 1a like it's all very like and they're just like look. solve this riddle yeah build this robot it's just a troll under a bridge <laughs> like, <laughs> the entire placement yeah so yeah so growing up i was in different classes but what was interesting was at west high um, it was an inner city public school in Utah, and I know it's in Utah, but it still had like gangs and like fighting, and like there were there was cr- kind of crazy things happening. But then there was like the IB classes, so it was like nerds, and then like a bunch of like non like normal people or whatever, like the rest of the school. And it was a very diverse school, so it was like an interesting dynamic because we were like in a bubble, but then got to interact with all these different types of people, which I was really grateful for because it was more diverse of a school than any other school in Utah. Yeah, um, and that, that's, that builds more character yeah. and a, more of a reason for learning. 
learning. I tell you what, that was like, sometimes I'll go to Siri and I'm like, hey, Siri, can you play me uh, upbeat music in the morning? And like just a general thing. And she's like, oh, I've got the thing for you. (laughs) And then just plays trash, like shit music. And I think it's because some nerd programmed Siri to play upbeat music. And it's just like your comprehension of music is so bad and wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you get more exposed to different things. Yeah. I, and e- even, like, racially, because Utah is, like, was so white growing up, like, it was just, there were, like, Somalian refugees at my school and, like, Vietnamese people and, like, lots of Tongan people because, there you know, there was, like, the Mormon conversion of Tongan people, so it's got, like, a huge population of Tongan. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that was mostly, like, at that school. Like, the other schools were less diverse, so I was just, like, really grateful that, looking back, I was like, okay, I was exposed to more than <laughs> other people in Utah were, and I didn't feel... I did feel different, but, like, not as different. Yeah, because you're different in a group of, in a sea of different. Yeah, yeah. So it was still, like, pretty Mormon, pretty white, but, like, the best. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Did you know kids from the other schools? And were they like, ah, I speak good? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple other schools that also started the IB program, um, but they, like, start. but West had it for the longest amount of time. So it was, like, I took this test to get in there, whereas I could have gone to, like, a closer school, but it didn't have, like, the staff wasn't as aware of, like, all the IB stuff. They didn't see your turkey. They didn't see my turkey. They didn't know my turkey. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the other schools, it was interesting, like, all the Alps kids from my elementary school would go would feed into these different middle schools and then those middle schools fed into these different high schools so you kind of got to see like where the gifted students went like there were only a few options um and then we we would have like these uh fuck i forgot what this it was we had these scholarships and you would like compete on a statewide level and then this other school skyline like they would always get first place and we'd always get second (laughs) and i don't know why like they had the ib program but like for some reason, like we would, we were like those gifted kids are like better at debate than us, and we had like our own little like gifted rivalries amongst the schools. Oh man, like just nerds. <laughs> yeah, just, just nerds fighting just each other trying with to words? fucking compete in like science and math and debate and stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's usually the the people or the secondary thing um, yeah. that usually ends up being the highest. I mean, like example, Donald Trump. His he has an older brother who passed away, but the older brother was favored by his father. Oh yeah, and his father was like, "Oh, you will be successful." Yeah, and then he died, and Donald Trump, I think, is now like, "No, I got, I, I do it, yeah. I do it all. You will love me." Yeah. So sometimes the second kids. Yeah, my yeah my brother is like, um, really like really smart and like just a really dope person. Like mm-hmm. he's a really great guy, and he is, you know, like very serious. He's, you know, finishing up his MD, PhD. He did a master's. When we look at our resumes, they're kind of like oddly similar Mm -hmm. because my dad's a civil engineer, but my brother and I were both like drawn to like the healthcare field, like biomedical. Which is important. Yeah. Especially now. I think we're about to get, people are going to get real sick soon. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like, if you, and you're smarter than I am, but (laughs) if you were to walk through the cold and flu aisle of CVS, it's kind of the same medicine we've been having since childhood. Mm -hmm. But the thing is the cold and flu is a virus, so it's going to keep mutating every single year. Yeah. So like now I take a little like a day quill and it like does jack shit for me. Yeah. So what's that going to mean five years from now, three years from now? Yeah. And like pharmaceutical companies, it costs like one point something billion dollars for them to like develop a new drug so they always like push off doing it yeah which is like part of our yeah part of a big issue with how to address all these diseases but but yes uh my so my brother um my brother and I like 
we had very similar like interests, but he's very like focused and his passion lies in his career. And then I have like comedy. So I'm just like, I'm kind of, I've always been kind of like all over the place. <laughs> but yeah. he, when I, when we were younger, he thought I was the smarter one. And like, he was like, oh, she's smarter than me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, now I'm realizing it's just like how you focus and like the work and stuff. Cause I just think he's like a genius. <laughs> like, I just think he's so smart and hardworking. But I do think it's like a weird thing of like, if the comedy thing is successful, then that might be like, a th like that might be okay. <laughs> you know, like it might establish myself as like the second kid, but still doing their own thing. Yeah. You know? But yeah. And it also like, you know, humanizes you and yeah. yeah. And you're not just like looking at numbers and science all day. Yeah. There's a friend of mine who, and I was telling you this earlier, he is, I forget what the fuck he does. He works at a day job at a desk mm -hmm. and he says he does um, sound engineering for, um, artists for yeah. musicians. So he will, he says, I have to do this at least once a week yeah. to just go and listen to this music and figure out my brain, like how to make it work. Yeah. So that way when I go into my other job, I'm more productive Yeah. and I'm also, I don't want to shoot myself in the head. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a release. I will say like one of the things that I don't like about this stereotype of a nerd is that like, people are like, oh, like, but would you rather be a genius and sad and just, like, staring at the numbers? Or would you rather have a full life? And it's like, a lot of these people I went to school with are really smart and incredibly talented. Like, at guitar, at painting, at, like, all these other things. Because they're able to pick it up faster. Yeah. And, like, d and understand the patterns of it faster. And, like, some of them are pretty hot. Like, <laughs> like yeah. people are like, oh, like, if you're smart, you can't be all these things. And it's like, nah, dude, sometimes life isn't fair and people have it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes. it's really hard to explain that to people because they always want to be like, oh, but there's got to be something. And it's like, sometimes people are just killing it. Sometimes. Yeah. I remember in high school, I was friends with all these, like, kind of school shooter types. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and I remember we were doing this, like, question game or whatever, or, like, a trivia game. And I was, like, getting the trivia. And they were so mad at me for yeah. getting it beyond them because they're like, they, and then now I look back and now I can see like, they were like, don't you see, this is all I have. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, bitch. I'm hot and funny and smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I hate when people like stifle or like put, they, I think labels are very destructive. They are. They're very like, they paint you this image of this thing that you're supposed to be. And I think that's why a lot of people are like very unhappy for like a lot of their life is because they like don't understand what they are because everybody else is like painting them as something else yes or like there's this comparison thing like growing up like I was always compared to my mom and I like I've had this frustration about it because she wasn't into like education <laughs> like that was like my dad's thing and I was like there's something doesn't compute like it doesn't understand I don't understand like why I'm getting labeled this way like I'm working so hard you know and so and later I was like oh you guys just don't know me like at all you know yeah, they're just like woman woman you yeah get, you yeah, guys you look right. alike <laughs> that was like that was it me and my mom look alike and we're like emotionally some share some characteristics but it's like I share some stuff with my dad too <laughs> yeah you're a composite you're, between both of them and you're a different person too you know mm -hmm. what's the dumbest thing you've ever done oh men um <laughs> for sure <laughs> this is something that I realized recently too because I always felt like there were like clean people and messy people and I was just messy because I had like all these emotions and stuff and so when you're around nerds and they're like killing it and you're just like I'm just a messy person I'm always gonna be messy and romantic uh, romantically it's true too but then I recently had a friend who was like irrationally in love with this woman who wasn't good for him and he's super smart and he was just like I know it's bad for me and I cannot help it. And I was like, oh, nerds love too. Like we yeah. make 
so many dumb mistakes with people. I bet she had a good pussy. Was she hot? She's hot. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I always say that too. Whenever I see like a dude and a girl, I'm like, and it doesn't make sense for her. I'm just like, damn, that dick must be good. <laughs> like, but it's it's just it's an irrational. Like love is very rational, and it took me almost being 30 to realize like oh it's not me that's fucking this all up it's you know hard for all of us yeah yeah so. i tell you what when you get when you somebody makes you come you will throw it all out the window it's crazy oh my god i, yeah. I just whoo the dirt bags i was with i know and i've been with like I, for the most part like generally good people but there have been like a couple complete trash bags and I'm just like what what was I thinking like yeah and it wasn't even like I don't know you just rationalize so much or you think it's like your perspective you try to be objective about it and you're you know with these nerds you're they think that they can like quantify things or whatever but it's you can't like sometimes you just have to do something and you can't figure it out until it clicks with you you know it's it's self coping and like being aware and stuff so what was it like dating early on because i know early on for a lot of girls it's a lot of like um boys 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 education is second and like they're just kind of going around all the boys were you still boy crazy no i wasn't i was very like um my dad was always like education is important and there were also some people in my family that got married like young out of love uh some women and they like didn't develop skill sets and like didn't like develop themselves and then got trapped in these like terrible marriages. And so like my dad saw that, I saw that and I was like, I'm gonna get this. And I wasn't interested. Like I had crushes and I like liked guys, but I was like way more interested in like getting work done. (laughs) Like I was like, I have to do this. I have to get a good grade. I have to do like something in my head was like that. Um, And then I like my first boyfriend was at the end of high school. um, And I told my parents about him and it was like this. It's so scary because I'm Indian. (laughs) Like, and so that's a whole different thing and you're my like dad, are you gonna marry him <laughs> when we broke up my my mom for like a couple years after was like i don't understand falling out of love what do you mean you like you never explained why you, why you guys broke up uh, you said you weren't in love what does that mean <laughs> like 16 yeah i yeah i was always 18, 18 but like still. but yeah it was still like a thing of my parents were the first boyfriend girlfriend for each other a lot of my parents generation were like that so it's like you don't just give up like literally my dad is like I made a commitment (laughs) you know like that's what's like replaying in their head Um, and there's some like beauty to that I mean a lot of marriages back in the day uh, they made a commitment they stuck through it they had children they have a wonderful life now and that's a beautiful story but like you're also saying there's a lot of marriages where especially the women were did not develop a skill set because you have the children early uh, you go in there early, which is also fine, yeah. but I think that you should develop some kind of skill set and have that first before you go into a marriage and children, because what if you're locked into this thing and now he starts oh, hitting you? Are. you? Yeah. 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 Hey guys, this episode of The Brighter Side is brought to you by HoneyBook. We here at LPN love running a small creative business, but if you freelance or run a small business yourself, You know the biggest struggle is the amount of time you spend on tedious administrative tasks. That's why we're so excited to be partnering with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that helps you control your client communication, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. If you're a creative freelancer or a small business owner, HoneyBook helps you stay organized with custom templates and automation tools. You can even use HoneyBook to consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, and my favorite, MailChimp. 
over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals, and other entrepreneurs have saved hundreds to thousands of hours a year. Hey, it's your business. It's just better with HoneyBook. Right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off your first year with promo code BRIGHTER. Payment is flexible. And this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com and use the promo code BRIGHTER for 50% off your first year. Get paid faster and work smarter with HoneyBook.com. Promo code BRIGHTER, baby. Yeah. Be good to yourself. Yeah. For, yeah. So for me, like, it was, like, naturally, like, I wanted, I just had interest in, like, science and math and stuff, and I wanted that. But also, like, a lot of the foreplay and a lot of the getting to know guys has been through work. Like, my first boyfriend and I, like, he would, he was so smart. I, t- until recently, I was dating, like, guys that were smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> or wow. like more Who's smarter than you so many people no. but like but like i was i was like it was mathematicians physicists uh uh then it went to software engineers there was like a mechanical engineer were they good in bed i feel like they wouldn't be good in bed um some of them were oh some, yeah uh, some of them weren't but <laughs> but they're like you know it was a mixed it was a mixed bag i feel like um, good in bed is like somebody shooting a toilet with a gun and it's like, like real dumb people yeah 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 Yeah, i do have a theory that dumb people fuck good but i feel like i don't know I, like there was one dude who was like top two and he he's a software engineer and just like very smart Ooh. so i yeah. did blow a guy who was real dumb like really like he was like he sent me dick pics on christmas day and he was God. like, "God, was there yeah. a bow on it?" Yeah, we <laughs> was at his, he was <laughs> a little Santa hat. <laughs> Merry Christmas! I wish I'd be smart of him. Yeah. He was at his grandparents' house, Ew. so it was all because he's staying over there, and it's all like doilies in the background. <laughs> and uh, and then he comes back, and he's like, "I'm ready to fuck." And I was like, "Oh, I'm on my period." And he's like, "Anal, we do anal." Jesus. And uh, so I blew him yeah. instead. Because, you know, I, I don't know. I was just out of this eight-year-long relationship. Yeah. This is one of those dumb things I did. Yeah, it's, but we all do it. And he I wasn't feel- even good. Yeah. I don't know. But there there were, uh, yeah, I think it was, like, mixed for me in terms of, like, how good they were um, in bed. But that dude, that one guy was so good. And <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. What's his name? What's his name? I can't, I can't say. <laughs> I can't. I'm too shy. I'm, I'm fine talking about every position we did, but I can't say his name. Wow. He's got weird. all those numbers in his head all day. And he was also fucking ripped. Like, he had one of the Ooh. best bodies. That's the thing. Like, nerds, all my Caltech friends, like, they got, like, hot after Caltech because we were like, wait a minute. We're tired of working all the time. We want to be people. <laughs> and so then yeah. they like started taking care of themselves and stuff because we all got burnt out in college. So then, yeah. So then a lot of them got like the nerdiest nerds started like like weightlifting and shit. And you're like, how did this dude get ripped? It was like Stefan Urkel. Like it was <laughs> just like night and day. It's crazy. Well, also there's a correlation between like exercising and your brain. Yeah. I mean, I know whenever I don't exercise for like four or five days in a row, I feel really negative uh, against myself. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's also like, I think people just like a lot of my friends, I think what makes a nerd is like them deciding they want to like figure out everything about something very particular. And so they just like dive into it. It's like a mentality almost. And so when my friends decide that they're like, 
I'm going to work out. They like do it hardcore or like one of my friends like learned how to play the drums in the summer. Like he, or like just decided he would become hot. Like, you know, it was just like once they like put their mind to something, they're like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it all the way. And so then it's like easy for them to like figure out what, cause they can learn anything. So they're like, I'll figure out what food to, you know, eat and what, like what workout to do and everything like that. Wow, so that's hot. Yeah, it is hot. And do they attract each other? Nerds on nerds? I don't. Or is it just like nerds and just like one person they pick up at the gym that's like, I got toe fungus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's different. I also feel like the male-female dynamic is like different. You know, like I'm having this issue right now with like dating for me is that like I'm ambitious and I want to date a dude that's ambitious, but mm. a lot of ambitious dudes want someone to take care of them. Yeah. They want the dynasty to carry on. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. And so then like, I don't want to settle for the non-ambitious dudes and so I'm just dating no one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't want to settle for this. And it's I, like, it, it is frustrating, but it's also like, if I had, a, I don't know, I, I can't help but being attracted to somebody who's ambitious and like yeah. successful or whatever. But a lot of people look at that as like a shallow thing too. They're like, oh, like if they have money or whatever. And it's like, no, like I want them to pay for their own shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I just like them for their minds. I've just dated, I've been with dudes who like I had to give them gas money and I'm like, I don't want to have to handle your shit. Like I like, I like them for their minds. I like what they're interested in and that they like. All those ambitious people are very, like, they're very interesting people. Yeah. So. But they want somebody that's going to yeah, carry on the dynasty. They want more sons. They want yeah. someone to breathe as many people as possible. Or which just, or just be there, like, take care for, take care of their emotions. And yeah. like, be, and I'm like, nah, I got to go do a show. Like, I don't have time. Like, I want to be supportive, but in like a healthy way. Like, I don't want this like weird codependence, you know, oh. I like, I can't handle that. I used to be very clingy in relationships. Like I used to, but like now I'm so different having done comedy and like having had more life experience and stuff. And I feel, I'm like, man, if I had a boyfriend, I'd probably be freaking good at it. Like with the skill set that I have now of like yeah. communication and stuff. But I just haven't had the chance to like, I'm like, let me practice. <laughs> like, somebody, <laughs> come on, somebody, let me practice. I want to show off my skills yeah. of like being a girlfriend. Jeez. Well, yeah. I was in an eight year long relationship with a guy who was, who's wonderful. I don't mean oh. to diss him, but like, I just couldn't be, I, I was just like cooking meals for him every night. Oh God. You know what I mean? That's how, I don't know. It's Did a, you feel like any of that was like reciproca reciprocated or was it like? I think so. He reciprocated it. I just couldn't be a part of that anymore. Yeah. Um, and also like weird dynamics with us. I think we grew apart, but yeah. I, I can no longer see myself as somebody who's just like, baby, and like, here's your steak. I made you steak. Yeah. And like, talk to you. Like, I want to talk to you, but like I can go off. As adults. As adults. And like, I've got to go off and do my own thing. I'll be over here, which is maybe what he wanted always in the long run yeah I don't know we just grew apart yeah it's yeah it's it's weird once you fall into those roles like if, yeah. if one if one partner acts like a parent then it's like hard to like break out of that and be like no like I can take care of myself or like you don't need to take care of me you know yeah it's really hard to like if, and also to keep that sexy. <laughs> like It's not sexy when no. one person is just like taking care of the other person the whole time. No. At least for me. I don't know. It's so weird. Smart girls. Smart girls. <laughs> we can't help what our pussies want. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel? Like, there's some women that are online that are like, um, we, uh, we want more, uh, like less people should, less women should go to college. What? Why? Um, and I think it's because they're from small towns, and when women go to college in small towns, they never come back. 
because they open their minds up and they're like, no. And that's part of the reason why industry is dying in small towns because nobody's going to come build a business in a small town. Nobody's going to go to a town where there's no women. Yeah. And basically all these small little grassroots town, all the women have left. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I don't think necessarily like as I get older, I feel like there are so many different paths and maybe college isn't for everybody. And, you know, like there are people and who isn't, no. succeed in comedy, like right. And they're not going to get anything out of college or whatever. But I do think that it's an interesting, like developmental moment for people. Cause it's like, you're exposed to all these other people. You fuck up, like even with like sex stuff, like yeah. people fuck up with being too drunk or like, you know, g- like being too sober when somebody else is too drunk and like that shit happens. And it's like, I feel like people who are on college campuses are like hyper aware of it now. Mm-hmm. And then some people who like aren't on college campuses, <laughs> like don't exp- and then never grow up. Like they never like realize it's an issue. And then they become these like adult gross dudes you know what I mean yeah they're 17 forever yeah so I feel like there's some interesting things that happen on college campus and it is like interesting in terms of like your your network changes and your you you do like develop uh during those years in like a formative way but I don't think it's necessary for everyone but if I can go to college if you want to go to college like I don't understand like the anytime there's an opportunity to educate yourself and expand beyond what you know fucking do it like why would you not do that. I had a scholarship that was, uh, I, I went on tops. It smart was like, girls, smart girls. <laughs> but it, I, I just had to maintain like a 3.0 or something. Yeah. Like not even, not, nothing crazy. Yeah. It was just some like statewide thing. If you went to high school there, you can go to college there. And I was like, that was the only way I could go to college. And I went and sort of my experience was even if you don't go, if even if you don't want to get a PhD, yeah. if, if you just want to go, it's good because you're 17 years old. Yeah. And from the time from 17 to 22, yeah. you are still a child. You cannot go out in the world and make it your own. I mean, you can if you are, if you are that sort of presumptuous, but you need sort of a, the space to fuck up a little bit yeah. and to meet people. Yeah. I totally, yeah, I totally agree. And I also think like, when you don't know what you want to do, just keep doing something. Like there are people that like don't know what they want to do and it paralyzes them and then yeah. they don't learn anything. Do something. College, Pick up the guitar. College taught me, the most important thing that college taught me was how to learn. Not like, I don't remember all the details, but it's like, it got me in the, in the mindset of like, oh, I can figure something out with enough time, you know? And that's how I feel like everyone, like I, I genuinely have that feeling about everyone is that like with enough time and effort, they can figure something out. It just takes some people like a little bit longer, like, you know, yeah. in different subjects or whatever. And that, and it taught me like how to do it for me. So it's like, now I can apply that to like whatever skill set I want to learn and I like view it as I view everything as a skill set which is like a little bit robotic but like but that's but good but I'm but it makes it more conquerable and like more um you know like approachable and you know how to fall and get yourself up again and oh, yeah. a problem is just a new way to think of a solution yeah and that's it's, all it is yeah I definitely experienced a lot of falling and failing in college <laughs> for sure I definitely was not it was not easy for me but it was like that that's what taught me to learn is like the, all those failures I was like all right like I literally after college I didn't get into grad school right away like I applied to six and I didn't get in and then I was like I'm gonna work at McDonald's like can't believe this is my life it was the first time I didn't have a plan and everything it was just like tunnel vision I was like everything's black like there's nothing I don't know what I'm doing with my life and then I got out of that like I applied for masters and like what and I volunteered research I did all this like teaching and stuff yeah and so and and so when you reach those like bottoms 
and you find a way to like get out of it, those are like the most <laughs> like comforting moments because you're like, oh, like this is I can I can figure it out. I can be independent. Like I'll find a way to survive. But I think smart girls. Smart girls. Also, it's like um, uh, college is good, or or like other education, not necessarily college. If you want to go to trade school yeah. or learn some other kind of thing, um, it's good to. What was I thinking? Sorry, I was looking at the time. I was so here's the thing. So I was in school, and like you were talking about all those tests. Mm-hmm. So I I remember I took this one test, and everybody everybody uh, I moved around a lot. Everybody always thought it was so stupid. The whole time, everybody's just like putting me into dumb classes. I was always like put in the trailer outside. Oh my god, that was where we had the smart classes. Really? Yeah, we had trailers. Oh, it was weird. Well, maybe I was in the smart class. Yeah, maybe you don't know. Holy shit! All I know is they read to us a lot of books, and we learned a lot of like put these colors in different coordinations, and like but and we you were just bored the whole time, or no? I was. I loved it. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought I was in the dumb class. I don't know. I mean, maybe for, I, I was in the dumb class. I don't fucking it, know. I don't know. Different I don't know. schools, different things. <laughs> schools, different things. But um, yeah, I always thought I was dumb. I always thought I was. Um, teachers didn't like me, but I always like to read. Mm-hmm. Go to public libraries. I can't speak highly enough about public libraries. Yeah. And somebody who moved around a lot, you go to a new town and you can look at their public library and see what is the information they have and who is in here. Like I, I came to L.A. And I went to the public library, and it's a huge Russian section. Yeah. That's weird, right? Since then, I've worked for, like, two Russian bosses. Yeah. There's so many Russian people here. There's a ton of Russians in L.A. I had no idea. One of them's my ex. Um. Whoa. <laughs> Is he I, hot? <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> I would say not conventionally. And also, he made me feel bad about my body. So, oh, okay. Oh, fuck him. I know, right? Don't. Um, nobody fuck him. Um, but he, like, I dated him, and then I, like, met all of his high school friends, and they were all Russian. So, like, I knew there was, like, a ton of Russian people <laughs> here. But, yeah. That, that's, like, that's an interesting way of looking at it is uh, the public library reflects the demographic of the city you're in. It does. I mean, that's I would go to places, and I'd, I would see, like, no sex ed books or no oh, science God. books. So, yeah. I'd be like, oh, there's a lot of, like, teenage pregnancies here. You just know. <laughs> you just know. Or, like, no history books. And be like, oh, there's just a wild races here, you know? Oh, wow. Because they don't know anything about history. That's so... So you do judge books by their covers? I do judge books by their covers. Uh, by covers of other books. <laughs> <laughs> and it's That's a so free funny. space. It's yeah. free. Yeah. And you can go in there and print your own, like, resume. Yeah. Go online and, like, create a... Re- I think it might be five cents a page. Five cents, though. Still better than going to kinkos yeah my big tip for anybody listening if you need to apply for a job and you have zero cash uh go to the public library and uh, get on one of the computers and it's free and um they even have like sometimes they have seminars on like how to build a resume how to apply for jobs like little basic stuff like that they also have like weird interesting things like i remember we had to go to uh like one cultural event or something per semester in, in high school mm-hmm. um, or per quarter in high school. And, like, I, w- I remember going to, like, a puppetry workshop at, like, the library. <laughs> like, they had, like, crazy, weird, interesting, artistic things. And the, another one was, like, this guy who fought in, like, World War II was talking or something. It was it was just really interesting, like, all the things that they the libraries host. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so smart girl, do you have any like tips and tips? Like, like when you were young, I'm sure you were thinking like, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yep. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I was in, 
I'm not going to say this is because I'm smart because I had a lot of like, you know, smart friends in elementary school too. Um, but I was like an outcast in elementary school. Mm -hmm. Like, like I keep having flashbacks to it um, of all the shit that they did. And I was like bullied and stuff and all of them like later apologized to me. So it was bad. Um, but I was like suicidal in like fourth grade and like ninth grade and like 12th grade. And part of that was like family stuff. And part of that was, you know, f feeling like an outsider in like Utah and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I also I don't, like, I don't know. I feel like if you're self-aware, you often are very self-critical and so the more, like, the more you understand about something, the less you feel like you know anything. And the more you, you like, I, after Caltech, I was like, oh, I'm dumb. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel like it's weird to be on this podcast because I feel like an idiot <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and, and especially in comedy, people are like, oh, you're, like, the smart one. And I'm like, I'm not, though. <laughs> like, put that as my brand or whatever. But, mm -hmm. like. I feel like a dumbass all the time. So I feel like I overanalyze a lot of things and interactions with people. And sometimes you just have to like get out of your head and like what you were saying about exercising and like do some art. And yeah, that's what's great about comedy is like in that moment where I'm on stage and the audience is laughing and I'm like <clears throat> feeling that joy, like everything else is gone. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, just feeling that, like that primal, like gut feeling of joy. So good. It's so amazing. <laughs> And that's what you need. That's what you yeah. need to carry on. Because yeah. if you are over-analytical, I find that the smartest people think, um, oh, I'm dumb. I don't know everything yeah. because there's so much more to learn. Yeah. And people that are kind of like middle smart are yeah. like, no, I'm smart. I know it all. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like oh. um, the dumber you are about something, the more confidence you have in it. Really? Yeah. It's that's like literally what is happening with the world right now. It's just like the dumb people are like, I got this. And we're like, oh, like they got it. OK, maybe they do. Oh, no. What have they done? They don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's I think that's the thing that I found in comedy, too. It's like when I when I started it, there were all these like confident dudes and they all like told me all these things about what to do and what not to do. And then later I was like, oh, I'm better than you at this. Yeah. You were just confident. And so I like believed you. Like, and, and I think there's that naivete, a naivete, like of people who like, for me, I'm like very idealistic. I think everybody operates out of the same intelligence level and empathy level. And so like when I talk to somebody, it takes me a while to figure out that they're like dumb or that they like, you know, are manipulative or something, you know? So I have that too. I think it's partially because I was in this like nerd bubble forever, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. One time my brother was, uh, he was a manager at a Blimpies. And uh, there was some, some like, lettuce going down the drain in the back. And he's like, hey, everybody, watch the lettuce going down on the drain in the back because it clogs up the drain. And he, like, goes back around, and he comes back in 10 minutes later, drain's clogged, and a bunch of people are, like, looking at the lettuce. And he's like, what are you doing? He said, they were like, you told us to watch oh, God. the lettuce. No, really? <laughs> going down the drain. But you know what? Maybe they're amazing uh, pianists. <laughs> Maybe I think I think this is a thing that um, a lot of people get upset at being labeled as dumb because people think that being dumb is like like I don't know they look at it as like the like one of the worst things it's like white people being afraid to be called racist they're like then you're just gonna throw away like who I am as a per like I'm just like the worst person to you then and it's like that doesn't mean that you don't have like other qualities that are good or that you're not like redemptive. Yeah. I'm you sure you're I mean? fantastic. No, not everybody knows everything. Yeah. And it's just like the people who can't admit that they're like, <clears throat> like, or the people who are so afraid to be labeled that like, 
it's, I, I feel like, you know, when in my mind, when I, like, think a racist thing, I'm like, ha, my brain's dumb. I thought a racist thing. I have to retrain it, right? Yeah. And, that, and I feel like that's the same thing with people who are dumb. It's like, oh, I fucked up on this. I got to, like, figure out a way to get around it. But we, like, you know, we, we call people stupid so much, and, like, they just hate that that label again. And it's, it's like, you know, some stupid people are, like, some of the kindest fucking people. Yeah. Like, th they're, like, the nicest, most generous people because they're just being, like, as like their their hearts are so amazing, even if they can't like process everything that's happening, and they're not over analytical, so they're not like judging people as much. You know what I mean? They're just happy. Yeah. So I, I just feel like you know dumb people get a get a bad rap, and so we aren't allowed to call people dumb anymore. I so say it's okay to be dumb. It's be fine. dumb and fun, dumb. just as long as you're good to people and good to yourself. Yeah. And learn from your mistakes. And and if you don't know about something, go to someone who does. Don't assume you know about it. Yes. Like the whole like anti-vaxxer thing or like flat earth or whatever. It's like you're not an expert. Like you're not trained to do this. If you if you don't want to train, talk to someone who is. <laughs> don't yeah. assume you know better just because you like saw a few conspiracy theory YouTube videos. <laughs> I tell you something I, dumb I did about two or three nights ago and I'm learning from my mistakes. Yeah. Because what I do sometimes is I drink a lot of whiskey and I play with knives. Oh, God. And then my friend, I was at his house. He's like, I got this real sharp knife. And he took a pineapple and just cut it, like, real quick. And I was like, throw some fruit. And then I, and I, like, I took the knife in my hand, and he threw a fruit. And then I took a couple fruits in the hand. And I'm trying to explain it on the radio, but, like, so my right hand had the cleaver, and my left hand had the peach. And I'm throwing the peach up and then swiping the cleaver. And I'm thinking over and over in my head, like, I could have cut my left hand off. Oh, God. So Because I'm throwing my, the thing and then yeah. swiping it up. And my whole life, I mean, I can't do my day job anymore. Yeah. I for sure can't, like... I mean, I, I could do a podcast, but yeah. I would probably have to move home. That's crazy. I'd probably have to move back to Mississippi and marry a man who would beat me. Oh, God. I think that would be just drunkenly. And you know what? I'm not going to get drunk and play with knives anymore. That's a good good decision. <laughs> I think I don't think your options are uh, to be in an abusive domestic relationship. I think you have other options. Other options. I could get a robot hand. You could, yeah. I think... Um, Oh, what was I going to say? I feel like, uh, oh, uh, smart people do uh, dumb shit in a responsible way. Mm. Um, like, I'm not going to name names, but I know a lot of smart people who, like, uh, did hallucinogens a lot in college. But they took, like, the neuro classes and the chemistry classes to, like, understand what was happening to their brain. And then they, like, did it in a responsible way. They brought, like, everything they needed to, like, Joshua Tree to, like, you know, take care of themselves. And they had, like, a designated sober person. You know? Yeah. Like, they're, like, responsibly irresponsible. Yeah. It's, like, it's the best. It's so great to be, and there are definitely like a lot of like really smart people that are irresponsible. But a lot of the, my friends from college, uh, you know, were able to like do crazy shit, but in a fun way and like get away with it. Absolutely, my friend's a lawyer, and she just passed her bar exam, and she took LSD like the whole time, like studying for it and That's taking crazy. it. Yeah, because she's just like my brain's more open, and this is how I know to do it. But oh, now wow. I'm kind of like, are you going to be in court just being like, Your Honor, <laughs> you're a lizard? Yeah, I know. <laughs> just like high as fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, do you have any? Um, uh, well, oh, man, you said so many words pos of positivity for smart girls. Do you have any like in case there's any 14 year old girls listening? Yeah. Uh, any sort of like words of help? Um. I would say, like, don't 
don't hide it. If you have a gut feeling about what to do, go with it. Cause nobody knows what's best for you other than you. And like, there are people that can like guide you and give you advice and stuff. But I think a lot of us know what we should be doing. We just have a hard time like doing it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those, a lot of the reasons we don't do it is because of self-esteem issues or thinking that we don't belong there or, you know, uh, thinking that someone else will do it better. And it's like, if you want to do something, just do it. Like you can't, you can't predict what will happen, but you, you like, and because of that, you can't predict what good may come of it, you know? So just like follow, follow your instinct and like, don't, don't hide your shine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's such wonderful words. Do you, how can we follow you on Instagram or Twitter or what's going on next? Okay. My name is hard. So <laughs> it's P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N. And that's my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, and my website. Um, I help, uh, I co-produce a show called Facial Recognition Comedy. Um, and you can find us at Facial Recognition Comedy. Um, and it's a show and a podcast as well. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. This has been The Brighter Side. Smart girls. Smart girls, we love you. Yay, smart girls. Yay. You might have it hard right now, but just believe in yourself and trust yourself. Thank you, Brighter Side. Goodbye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.